And today is on mental wellness, and uh, we're excited, and we'd like to welcome Susie Tasker Weaver with us today. Come on, would you give a great big hand clap to Susie? Welcome, Susie. Thank you. Susie's a really big deal. We want you to know that. Yes, she is a big deal. She's a big deal. And we are... (laughs) (laughs) She is. We love hers. We love her so much. We do. And uh, she is the director and chair of nursing at the College of Natural and Health Sciences through Southeastern University. And she has a doctorate in education and is an advanced practice registered nurse. That's amongst the many. There's a whole lot more. But we are so glad you are with us. Tell us a little bit about you and your family. Susie, welcome. Well, it's a pleasure to be here to begin with, and I just want to commend you to speak about mental health in the church, because it's one of those silent subjects that have always been like on the down low, you know, nobody should have any problems, no struggles emotionally, because Jesus should fix it all. Well, Mm. Jesus does fix us to a point, but we have so much more. But my family has had struggles. You know, in um, my brother's uh, life, his son committed suicide. Mm. Um, My children's father committed suicide. And so we've struggled uh, emotionally at times. And there's been, I I was thinking about this. I thought, when have I most struggled? Well, there's been four big struggles in my life where I've really had to sit back and go, okay, God, I need some more of you but I also need some other help. And so we're all the same. We all struggle. It's the fallen nature of mankind. I I love the subject that we're talking about in church because so many people have shame attached to this, especially as Christians, because they think, well, I shouldn't struggle or I can't let anyone know I'm struggling because they might think I'm not well spiritually. And honestly, that's why we're talking about today because those two sometimes have nothing to do with each, each other. And sometimes you just need to go see a doctor or, or, yeah. Yeah. So we're glad you're here and talking about this subject because we need to bring some freedom into the church on this issue that we all struggle. Well, John 8 32 says it's understanding or knowing the truth Mm. that sets us free. So when you keep it silent, nobody understands. Mm. Therefore they don't get the full freedom of Jesus Christ. That's so true. So it's wonderful. That's so true. And uh, I know before we get any further, uh, you have family in this area, and Denise is on the front row. Denise yes, May, she is. so and John and Denise are district youth directors. Right. So so excited that they're yeah. a part of Abundant Life. John and Denise live here, and then my son lives in Cumberland. That's where I was raised, and then I went away to Bible college at the age of 17. So homesick, but I went up to Rhode Island to Zion. And, oh, yeah. But the things that I learned in the one year, I never finished up there. Um, I came home, got married, and had children. So <laughs> whatever. I did things backwards all my life. So it's, it's, it is what it is. But my son now lives in Cumberland and runs Covenant Counseling Ministry. He's the director there. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're glad you're here. As Kristen said, growing up in the church, we grew up in the church like many of you. There's been such a stigma attached to talking about mental health. And we want to break down those walls if we can today with God's help. So just want to encourage you to listen in with an open heart and ears to hear what God is saying to us. But kind of just starting off with that is, is what really is the uh, state of mental wellness? Would you say America, the church, does it all run together? 
it does run together. There's not too much difference from the stats overall in America and that being in the church. Now, what does that say to us? There's about 46% of all adults have some sort of problem with mental illness, mental health, or they run into a bump in the road and they need help. None of us have it all together. Lest you think you do, you don't. We're all dysfunctional. That's right. Um, I have a little sign in my office that says I put the fun in dysfunctional, so I just try to laugh <laughs> through like some of I it. Need, I need that for my office, too. <laughs> Humor goes a long way yeah. for healing. Yeah. But um, anyway, there's about 46% of adults will deal with it at some point in their lifetime. Yeah. Wow. 44 wow. million people have really had some sort of mental health problem at mm. some point. And we're not even just talking about family, marriage and family, which that gives a whole nother flavor. We're just talking about depression, anxiety, bipolar illness, schizophrenia, dementia, those kind, and there's many more. Um, but the church needs to minister and accept and, you know, wonderfully relieve the suffering because there is a lot of suffering that comes with that. Mm, there really is. So many suffer in silence, especially right. in the church. So can you share some statistics with us that maybe might all get us on a common level? Well, here's, here's the biggest statistic that I think I found. Um, because I'm a nurse, but I went into mental health. I was a trauma nurse for years, ER trauma, and then went into mental health. That's bipolar career. <laughs> that, that's like save a life, sit there and just talk. You know, it's, right. it's crazy in and of itself. But anyway, the statistics that I found, and I think the Lord just brought this to me yesterday. Um, I know that the church loves to help. We do. We don't know how to help in mental health. So if the Lord brought the thought, what are the stats about cancer? What are the stats about heart disease? And this was kind of eye-opening to me because I'm in that mental health realm. But 1,700,000 and some odd people will be diagnosed in a year's time with cancer. About 610, I have the stats, but, you know, this is about 610 people die each year of a cancer. There are many cancers, but about that many die of cancer each year. Mm. We hate that word. We pray over these people, but we don't say, don't go get your chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Don't go get your radiation. Right. Mm -hmm. We are with them every step of the way. Yeah. Heart disease, wow. the same thing. Same kind of stats that about 610,000 people die of heart disease every year. Mental health, over 1 million people wow. die of mental illness every year by suicide. And that can be prevented as well. We do a lot of preventive care for heart disease, but for mental health, mm. mental illness, um, just the loss of hope with a depressed person is enough to send them into the suicidal ideation. And there's preventive care, and the church needs to be that preventive care. Yeah, that is wow. astounding. That is astounding. Yeah. So, yeah, and teaching us how. So, again, today, bringing awareness to this and knowing how to. So, on that note, what signs do we look for? What do we look for for someone to think, okay, I need to reach out to them. They're struggling. Or maybe I myself, I'm, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going down a slippery slope here. I need to get reach out and get some help. What do I look for? I think the major signs and symptoms of any kind of mental health disorder is a change in functioning level. You know, if there's somebody that is high functioning, but then they don't ever want to get out of bed, and their change in sleep patterns and eating patterns. Either they will sleep too much, not sleep enough, eat too much, not eat enough. Those are the basic kinds of things to look at. But for depression, it's nearly every day, most of the day, they are sad. It's just one of those things. So even teenagers, now there are transition periods in our lives that honestly we have to say, well, this is normal like prepubescent teenagers, and especially girls, when the hormones come in. I always have said, hormones are from Hades. <laughs> amen. But they come on, are... ladies. <laughs> Do I hear an amen? No. I, I got it covered for you. Yeah. But, uh, but they are, yeah. but they sneak up on us, and then we sneak up on our spouses because, yeah. because of those hormones. But here's, here's something that I want you to think about. In a vehicle, there's about 30,000 parts. That's every nut, screw, bolt that goes into a vehicle. Mm. 30,000, okay? In our bodies, our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And I teach pathophysiology. I love that, and it brings me back to it all the time. We have 30 to 40 trillion cells in our bodies. Now, how many of you have wow. taken your car to the garage when you got it back? It still wasn't fixed. Right. And that yep. was only 30,000 parts. But in our bodies, there's 30 to 40 trillion cells, and they mostly interact with one another. Mm. And if we have a chemical imbalance in our brain, then we need that fixed and repaired. And it might, not, it might take more visits than one to the mechanic, mm, yeah. I mean, to the doctor. <laughs> anyway, so that we can get fixed and repaired and be all that God has created us to be. You know, we live in this fallen world. Our yes. bodies are fallen uh, in many ways. <laughs> anyway, um, just want to say that. Um, that's the humor I have. I'm so <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but honestly, we have to think about that. We're not perfect in any way, shape, or form. And with the fall mm. in the world, death, disease, destruction, all those words that start with the devil, D, mm. have come upon us. So we need to recognize that first right. and foremost. Right. Yeah, Good. that's great. And with that is like, how? what are practical ways that we can help those struggling help ourselves that are struggling through this mm -hmm. and with uh, mental unhealth? Well, one of the f best ways, I think, is to set up some small groups for people struggling with grief. You know, I, I went through that. My husband died about 15 years ago in a motorcycle accident. The first call I made, because I had mm -hmm. some understanding about what was happening in me, and I have a tendency myself for depression. Am I on any medications today? No. But when he died, and that was a trauma, I called my physician, just my primary physician, and said, I need an antidepressant or I'm not going to make it through this. And I yep. wanted to stay and be all that God's created me to be. I've never reached that level yet. I'm still working towards that. Yeah. But it's like I knew that I'm not going to be able to do that because of the stressor in my life. 
And so I had mm. to, I took an antidepressant for over two years and a sleep aid because sleep is very important. Mm -hmm. If your brain does not get proper amounts of sleep, the, the brains, the, the cells in the brain, they're called neurotransmitters, mm -hmm. that's when they replenish themselves. God has made us this way. Our bodies replenish itself, but it needs sleep. Yeah. And so if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're going to get psychotic at some point yeah. in time. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. I, I went to a counselor one time, and that's the first question he asked me, are you getting sleep? And he prescribed <laughs> me sleeping pills. And it kind of fixed a whole lot of stuff sure because does. I wasn't sleeping. Right. So, yeah, healing the brain yeah. while we sleep. It'll heal itself yeah. if we yeah. know mm -hmm. and understand. Mm -hmm. wow. But, you know, small groups in the church accepting, understanding yeah. Mental illness is not just an emotional, oh, get your act together. Yeah. Mostly we deal with depression or anxiety. Those are the two highest problems that we face. Yeah. Then there's bipolar and schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is strictly cellular. It's still, it's neurotransmitter. And um, I, I did bring this book. Yeah. I want to read you the inside okay. page, if you'll allow me yes, to do that. Absolutely. This is from Dr. Mark Rutland. And he himself has suffered, but he was president of Southeastern, left Southeastern, went to ORU, was president there for a while. He's a marvelous man of God. Yes. But here's what he writes. When Christians are in despair, they're often told the altar is the whole answer. Repent and you will be healed from past pain, mm. trauma, heartbreak. But this is only part of the story. When becoming a Christian is the first step, while becoming a Christian is the first step yeah. to healing, the journey does not end there. It just doesn't. You start the journey. Mm. Spirit-led counseling, prayer, and the power of God's grace all work together to bring about healing and restore joy in your heart mm. so that you can be all that God has created you to be. That's so good. So yeah. it is the combination of the church. I, you know, Ecclesiastes 4 talks about, um, you know, the, the evils of despair and all of that. Yeah. But Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Uh -huh. And what is that threefold cord? The church, counseling, and medication for mental illness. But there are examples after examples in the Word of God yeah. of people like you and I who have struggled with mental illness and it just wasn't diagnosed in the Bible as that. But if you right. read it closely, you'll see that. That's good. That's so good. Threefold cord. Three. Church, counseling, mm -hmm. medication. I love that. You know, when people come in for ministry um, in office hours, and I talk to women, and they're discouraged, and they're in a dark place. One of the first yeah. questions I ask them, have you seen a doctor lately? Have you gotten your labs done? Have you? Because I love that holistic approach. Yes, Jesus can heal you. We under, we believe that 100%. Um, we believe that we yeah. can cast things out and bind things and loosen things, and um, God can bring. But sometimes it's just a medical issue, and, and going and getting some labs done is a really wise thing to do. And then Jesus can work with that because he's given Absolutely. us really wise doctors to, to help us in this journey. So with that said, this, this follow-up question is, um, is it okay to seek medication when I struggle? Is it okay to struggle? Is it okay to seek professional help? 
Well, the answer to that, of course, is yes. yes. Yeah. You know, you're going to struggle. We all struggle with something. Yeah. Um, Paul, the apostle, you know, he had yes. a thorn in the flesh, you know. And we are roses any way, shape, or form. But with a rose comes the thorns. And so we do have our thorns in the flesh. All of us do. Mm. I think it was wise that God never identified what that thorn was because it can be anything that we struggle with. It's okay to struggle. We have to say it's okay to struggle. Go get some help. Right. And I love this, seri- this this topic in particular of all the triggered series is, you know, the church has been so silent on this issue. The more silent we get, the louder the world gets. Yes. And so that's why we're having these conversations. People need to know where the church stands on things like this. And so they don't have that shame attached to the stigma. Yeah. Or I'm depressed and I'm not sure what to do or where to turn. Um, turn to Jesus, yes, but then also turn to your church. Let us yeah. direct you and help you because God will work all things. Yeah together for his goodness. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need to have some resources there that are local. Um, you know, back in the early 80s, Dr. Richard Dobbins, I was mentored under him mm. um, for the counseling. But back then, he broke kind of the, the glass ceiling about Christianity yeah. versus psychotherapy or yeah. psychology. Because before then, the church was saying, all you need is Jesus. And yeah. I don't want to diminish that because all we do need is Amen. Jesus, yeah. but he will direct you right. to yeah. other yeah. areas of healing. And then the, the secular world, the world of medicine and all of that was saying, give up your crazy faith. And it's like, well, that isn't going to happen right. either. You know, so he really brought that yeah. together. And we need each other. And that silence brings about shame, like, oh, can't talk about being being depressed. Sometimes when a person is depressed, they have no energy to read. Are you just reading your Bible? Mm. Well, no, you know, because they can't. It is not a willing and mental thing that they don't want to. They can't. They can't pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They need medication to help them get over that hump in life. Maybe not for a lifetime. There are people who do have a total chemical imbalance that needs some medication for a lifetime. I compare it to diabetics. We don't tell our diabetics not to take their insulin, do we? That's good. Right. You know. Good point. that, That pancreas makes insulin. All of us have a working... Uh, pancreas and it gives off many hormones and one of them is insulin our brain makes neurotransmitters and one of them and I'm just going to say one is serotonin Mm -hmm. for depression when we don't get the sleep and the serotonin goes down we will get depressed we need to replenish that Mm -hmm. just like the diabetic needs to take their insulin every day we're very compassionate towards the diabetic we're very compassionate. Mm-hmm. If somebody breaks an arm, they need a cast. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do about the mental health? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, good. so good. I love that. Yeah, because we, um, in the church realm, in years back, it's just been one of those things where people are like, well, if I take medication, does it mean I lack faith? Mm-hmm. And that is just so out of balance. It, it really is. And uh, God has provided doctors and nurses and staff to help us in the medical field make right decisions when our chemicals are out of balance in, in our body. So how do we help somebody if you look at, okay, 
knowing the difference between chemical imbalance and then a lack of discipline. Well, when your chemicals are in, in an imbalanced situation, you don't have any discipline. <laughs> so you need to correct that chemical imbalance, first and foremost. Just like you say, go get some lab work. Draw that. Go to a physician. But if you're chemically imbalanced, you do not have the discipline you need. Our bodies do not respond well. We can't yeah. think straight. Depression, you can't think, you can't concentrate, um, those kinds of things. Bipolar illness, that is really one hard thing that people suffer with all mm -hmm. the time. Um, and they're, they're okay in the manic stage, which is not necessarily euphoria, like, oh, everything's wonderful. It's hyper irritability as well. And they could just, you know, get mad and go, you know, a Christian who has bipolar illness, they sometimes get so hyper irritable and then they repent. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh -huh. That kind of thing. Um, that chemical needs imbalance. And without the yeah. chemicals being in balance, you don't have the discipline. So don't be, you know, uh, complaining about persons. Oh, you just need to get to the gym. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> they don't have it. They don't have the energy. They don't have the, the mental capacity to do the things they need to do. Mm. We have to help them. That's true. So, so good. good. It speaks a lot to, you can touch that a moment ago, is the whole isolationism uh, in the world that we live in today and people being isolated. Um, what do you encourage people to do that are isolating? And uh... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that's where the devil can pick you apart. It's just like any kind of um, animal that's in the, in the forest or in the jungle or something. If they can isolate another you know, animal out, yeah. the devil will pick you apart, and then it just goes downhill from there. Mm. But what can we do as a church when we see somebody not attending that usually attends, then what's mm. going on? Uh, you can be like I was to Denise when she was growing up. She was never one to talk much, but I could always tell something was wrong when she came home from, from school, and I'd let it go for a couple days. And then I'd go in, close her bedroom door, and say, okay, what's going on? You know, mm. nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you just stay there with them, and you just make them talk. You know, yeah. be there for them. They don't even have the mental capacity to tell you initially. Yeah. Don't let them isolate. Go to them. You know, mm. good. this is a good time to bring up our groups. And this is why we do groups here at the church is yes. myabundantlife.com slash groups. And you can find something for everybody here. But that's the intention is get connected, get that connected. Because once you're connected, boy, you're so much less vulnerable to fall into this. Or you just have people, you have people to reach out to and say, hey, I'm struggling. Or will you pray Absolutely. for me? Or that might notice that you're not there on Sunday. Or they might notice that you're, you're slipping a little bit. So, yeah, get involved in a group. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, so is, would you say that there is an answer to mental wellness, there, that there's an answer or a solution to this big old topic of mental health? Is, uh -huh. it's, I think the loaded. answer is the church, 
counseling and medication. It's that threefold cord I yeah. mentioned earlier. Because the church is here to relieve suffering, to bring about um, restoration of lives. And part of doing that is helping us all know and understand the truth because the truth will set them free. Mm. But that, the answer is that and I often use with my nursing students when I teach psych, often use Elijah because, oh. man, one instance he called down fire from heaven yeah. and it was wonderful, a great victory, okay? Then shortly after that, some old Queen Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he outran chariots. I mean, he's using a lot of stress. So you need to watch your stress levels. And I will say to anybody in ministry, please watch your stress levels. Uh, but anyway, he outran the chariots. He called fire down from heaven. Great victories. Wonderful. Mm. Well, that increases some other hormones in our bodies called cortisol levels and things like that. Then we find him sitting under the juniper tree, do we not? And he's mm. going, oh, I wish I was never alive. Yeah. Oh, God, please help me. Well, you know, the first thing the Bible says was God put a deep sleep on him, back to sleeping. Mm. And then he brought, had the ravens bring him food. Now, I happen to know that that food that the ravens brought him was laced with Prozac. But, um, just saying, <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that, but, you know, just something. Anyway, sleep and food, nutrition. Yeah. But then the third thing, after a time, God said two words to him, get up. That means exercise. Mm. Get up and do something. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. Yeah. And that's how we treat mental yeah. health mental illness. That's good. Just saying. No, that's great. That's great. Um, talking about stressors, all of us have them. You're right. And I think the thing is, is um, I just want to touch on this because we're, we're going to talk about in our real, real talk conversation that will be pre-recorded for this coming week. But I want to just bring this to this topic uh, before we go on suicide. Um, you've talked about it. Your family's been touched with it. Everybody here knows somebody uh, we just lost a pastor on the West Coast, Jared Wilson, of a very large church under Pastor Greg Laurie, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, who struggled. And, you know, their, their staff knew that. But um, this, is, this is a real, real important topic to talk about in this area of suicide. How can we help? How can we come alongside? If somebody is not functioning as they normally would, and if they just lay out their... Uh, Oh, man, I just wish I weren't, you know, alive. Or do not ignore that. Talk to them. Sit down and have that conversation. Mm. Shut the bedroom door and say, I need you to talk to me. <laughs> You're not going anywhere until you talk to me. Yeah. I care okay. that much for you. And, you know, you need to get them on medication mm. because they're not thinking straight. And that's part of the illness of mental health is our wiring in our brain gets all, um, if you've ever stuck two wires together and they've short-circuited and sparks have flown, mm. that's what happens in our brain uh, sometimes mm. when the this, this neurotransmitters and the, and I don't want to get into all that, but the neurotransmitters yeah. are crossing over this bridge of 
synapses and things. And it's just sparks are flying. You're not thinking well. You know, wow. my brother asked me when my nephew killed himself. He was age 22 when that happened. Actually, my kids were at Southeastern at that time, and I had to bring them back for his funeral. What a horrible time. But Bill was saying to me, Susie, is he going to go to hell? And I said, I'm not God. I'm not answering that. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. was going on in his head. I knew he yeah. was suffering. I knew that he would not go to a shrink because of the stigma of that. And that's what he called him. Mm. Um, but I don't know that, and I'm not about to answer that question. Don't ever answer that question. We're no. not God. That's right. And he knows that answer. But don't just simply say, anybody that says that to me, I'm going, why do you want to know? Hmm. You know, do you want to know if you can go to heaven, if you commit suicide, you know, um, or not? That's right. So I just question that a little bit. But don't let them get by with just hinting around. Do they have a plan? Hmm. You know, how would you do it? Yeah. That kind of thing. It's good. And, if, and you're always gauging that, mm. but you really need to help them. They right. need help. Yeah, and I think that's probably always the, the most difficult, as you realize, is the issue where people come to that moment and they're like, oh, I can't tell if they're, well, they may be very close. It may be imminent, and I don't know, and they're trying to figure out, should I call somebody? I, you're right. That's a very fine line there, but I'd say fall on the side of... Caution. Caution. Absolutely. And if they say, don't call anybody, don't call anybody, it's like, no, you don't understand. I love you so much, and I care for you so much that this is so important that I'm not about to let you just drop through the cracks. Mm. That's good. I'm calling now. But you as a church, we as a church need to have those resources available. Yeah. And if we need to do some contacts in your community for good counselors or yeah. um, psychiatrists. Yeah. And if there's not Christian therapists in your area, get and interview some because there's some good secular uh, counselors out there that will respect our faith. Mm. Um, but I know in our district, there's three areas, and one is covenant counseling, which I was fortunate enough to be the co-founder, director, and now my son runs covenant counseling in Cumberland. So that's an hour away. Yeah. An hour drive is not so far. No. But then there's two others in the district, one down towards the end of Virginia, Richmond or someplace. Okay. And someplace else. So our district is very much behind you. Yes. Uh, giving resources. Absolutely. Books are great. There's three, three or four books I'd like to mention. Courage to be Healed is wonderful. One of the older ones from Joyce Meyer is Battlefield of the Mind. Oh, love yeah. that book. It yeah. is absolutely yeah. basic. And then there's Necessary Endings by Dr. Uh, Henry Cloud and Boundaries oh, okay. by Cloud yeah. and Townsend. Those are good foundational Those books. books. You read That's them? the fourth week in a row we've brought up that book. Yeah, so boundaries, yeah. So who's not listening? Book. Somebody to this. here. Hear <laughs> what the Lord is saying. God four speaking. Weeks in a row, we've brought up that book. It's a great book. It's such a good book. It yeah. is. It's great. Thank you for giving us those resources. Um, any closing thoughts before we have you pray? I think it's just understand people suffer with this like people suffer with cancer, with chronic illnesses. There's mm. no difference at all, except you don't see a broken limb or an amputated leg or an arm mm. or something that we can go, oh, we want to go, 
pull yourself up. But it's chemical. It's in the brain. It's in the body. Mm. It needs repaired. It's inside. And people need help with that. Amen. You know? Amen. And there's another program or two. I think I heard you say you talked about suicide, but Teen Challenge for Substance yes. Abuse. Also, if you haven't started a Celebrate Recovery, and I don't know if one's in the area, it's excellent. I think the tagline for that is uh, come with your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And yes. most people that attend Celebrate Recovery just have some hang-ups. Yeah. Get in a group of like-minded loving the Lord places yes so yeah here at the church we have what's called breaking change it's a lot like that every monday night so that's good thank you for your insights these were amazing and i appreciate that appreciate your heart in it will you just uh pray for us here's your close father we just thank you for abundant life and for pastor john and, and Kristen in making this real so that their parishioners, everyone that walks through these doors can feel comfortable yes. in knowing that it's a safe place to say, hey, I'm struggling, Pastor, with depression. Mm. Oh, God, I've just uh, asked that your blessing will rest upon this church, these people, this whole congregation. Help them to know there's nothing to be ashamed of, mm. and there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. That is your word. We stand upon it. We ask you for wisdom in dealing with all the, the problems yes, that come with mental health and mental illness. Mm. Father, give pastors and the leaders of this church a passion to help yes, those Lord. who cannot sometimes help themselves. Mm. They can't even drive themselves to the hospital to get a cast put on their arm, so to speak, mm. because they don't have the energy or the thought patterns. So, God, be with yes. them. I ask you to bless this Jesus. place in Jesus' name and everything that they do. Let it be to your glory mm -hmm. and to the uplifting of your kingdom in Jesus' name.